Hi, friends. Today, I share with you a very honest and real conversation with Brittany, where she shares her journey and all the ups and downs as she takes a leap of faith into postgraduate studies. We talked about what helped her transition from working full time to going back to school, and also slowly releasing the need to be on in her business all the time, and navigating between. Building her identity as a confident scientist and PhD student, while owning her fears, the doubts, and all the messiness in between. I think this episode, even if you're not a scientist and you're not a graduate student, there are still a lot of internal concepts and nuggets of wisdom that we talked about that you will for sure go through as you are pursuing your dreams. So. I highly recommend to really listen to Brittany's story in between the lines and really think about what are some of the things that stood out to you in this episode and how can you resonate and relate that into your own life. All right, let's dive in. Okay, hello everybody. So today, in today's episode, I have a very special guest with us today. I'm very excited for this. So. Um, please welcome Brittany. And Brittany, we've been working together for how long? How long has it? Like two years or three years? Over two years. Yeah. 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 So Brittany is a website strategist and designer who is helping STEM leaders level up their websites so they can get paid for their expertise in academia and beyond. Currently, she is a PhD student in chemistry at the University of Wisconsin-Madison and an avid classical pianist and violinist. Ooh, I love this. <laughs> so welcome, Brittany. Uh, can you briefly say hi to the listeners and anything you want them to know more about you and about what you do? Hi, everyone. Um, thanks, Shirley, for having me on your show, on your podcast. Um, yeah, I mean, that's like pretty much like me in a nutshell. Um, I think a little bit about me is like, I feel like I'm just like a person who does like a lot of different things and as you can tell from like that bio I'm like a little bit here and there and everything and um I don't know I just like like living my life that way so <laughs> just makes life more fun yeah mm -hmm. yeah uh what do you think like were there any differences before when uh, so we've been working together for two to three years now mm -hmm. were there anything that stood out to you like before or after we started working together mm, like about about our our like coaching yeah about coaching mm, before I think that like when I first started I thought that like um okay so for background like I tried therapy first for a little bit and I'm not sure if it was like just not a good fit or something but like it didn't really work for me. And so that's why I started looking into coaching. And so I was just like looking around. And um, again, at this time, this was like in 2019, 20, no, 2020. Yeah, 2020. Um, and so like things are just like, you know, we were in like pandemic kind of and like, I don't know, I just wanted to like change some things. And I was like, looking forward to um, going to grad school. And I knew mm -hmm. like some of the things that were coming up for me. Um, and I thought that it was time for me to 
um, really invest in like my mental health and like my brain and like um, just so that I could be like the best I could be for grad school. And so that's why I like turned to coaching. And then of course I found you and it also really helped that you were also like have a like similar cultural background to me. So I feel like could really like relate to that. And so like now I feel like, um, yeah, I feel like with coaching, I am more capable of like handling the situations that I'm in now than if I hadn't had coaching. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the reason why I, one of the reasons why I kind of thought it would be really cool to have you on today is because I feel like the journey and the things that you have been through just during our time working together. So I kind of know a little bit what you went through, right? About the experiences that you have been through. I feel like there are a lot of people out there um, who can really relate with what you went through, especially when you are in your 20s and 30s, you're like kind of like exploring your path, right? Mm -hmm. And there are a lot of people who are thinking, oh, like after, right, after I graduate from college or university, I just start working and like, that's it. <laughs> mm -hmm. But then for you, you went, you decided after working for a while, you decided to go back to mm -hmm. study for PhD, right? Mm -hmm. And so, so I remember there was a period of our time working together when you were really deciding if you should leave your job, which at the time, like it was like, it wasn't bad, that job, mm -hmm. right? And it will, uh, and you were getting like a reasonable amount of salary from it as well. So what made you, how did you finally make that decision to quit your job and then move away from home across the country? What, what, what prompted you to do that? Yeah. Yeah. So that was like a really, um, I would say kind of like a, a decision that I thought about for a really long time. Um, so for some back, background, um, when I was in college, I always, um, or like towards the end of my college career, I thought that like grad school would be the next step for me. And so that had always been in the back of my mind, except like at the last, not like the last minute, but in like my last semester, I also decided like, maybe I should also apply for jobs because I really wasn't sure. And then it just so happened that I got a job offer. And then I was like, oh, maybe I should just follow like my original plan, which was just go work in a job and see how it was, right? Um, and But like you said, um, I worked there for a couple of years and it was really good, right? Like I was being paid pretty well. I was like working in a field that I studied in and I enjoyed it. Um, but I think for me, the thing that always got to me was um, I was always thinking like in the back of my mind, like what if I went like continue to go to school because like I knew that was like a dream that I had in undergrad and then like when I was working it was still on my mind and it was like on my mind for like the majority of the time I was working and um there were like some things happening beyond, behind the scenes which was that like I did get accepted into grad school and so uh what I ended up doing was just deferring the acceptance and so that um during that time even though I was like deferring the acceptance, I was still thinking like, is this still something I really want to do? Because obviously I could always just like say like, I don't want to go anymore. But um, yeah, after like two and a half years, uh, I realized like it was just something that I really wanted to pursue at this time of my life. Um, 
And I thought it was like the best decision for me um, because I knew that if I didn't do it now, I think I would not regret, I guess, but like when I got older, I would always wonder like, what if I did that, you know? And I didn't want to be like older and like wish for that. And I knew that like, since I had the opportunity right now, I was like, I might as well just like take it and go for it. Was there anything that you went through, like any fears or any doubts that you had during the process that made you feel like, mm, almost like, because, because here's the thing, right? Like to think about continuing studying, get a PhD, get a master's, a lot of people will think about that. Mm -hmm. But then not necessarily a lot of people will actually convert it into actions. Mm -hmm. So what do you think is the difference of like the things that you went through and what made you decide to finally do it and apply and actually go for it? Mm. Yeah, I think it definitely helped in my case that like I knew that I had an offer in hand. Um, so like that definitely really helped me be like, okay, like I already have this offer. I might as well just go for it. Um, and I think that like, it is really hard to like come to that decision, but I think it's mostly like if you think about it like every day, like it always pops up. I think that's like definitely a sign that it's time to do something about it, um, especially if it's something that like you like really want like deep down um, and yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, and I also think it's very um very important to mm -hmm. really talk about this and to bring this to light because even though like Brittany from your experience even though you really did want to go for it that doesn't mean and you 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 were thinking about it a lot like oh this mm -hmm. is the thing this is the thing that you want to do but that didn't mean that there weren't things in your way and mm -hmm. that didn't mean that the, uh like the transition period of it it wasn't like it was easy Right, just because you want it that much uh, doesn't really mean that like it's going to be all smooth and it's going to be like you're just going to love it the whole the whole way. <laughs> right. Yeah. And we talked about this as well. So <laughs> um during the transition period of like deciding to go to school, deciding to do this, what were some of the challenges or what were some of the things that you felt like you really went through and like you had to overcome in order mm -hmm. to be at a place where you feel uh you feel like you're slowly settling into the school environment yeah yeah so the transition period going back to school I would say was like a little difficult it was mostly like my entire first semester um and it I think it took a lot longer than I expected and usually I would have thought like you know it'll take me like a month like after I get there to just settle in and find my groove um, but like, I would definitely say that like maybe three of the main things that I struggled with was just like um, homesickness because I was now like 1100 miles away from like my family and my partner and then also financial uncertainty because now I was paid like less than half of what I was originally making. And so like now there's like less money to save for retirement and just in general, uh, just like, you know, living. And then the other thing was um, also just like seeing people move on with their lives, like continuing working jobs and then like 
getting married or engaged or whatever and it's just like everyone is moving on and then like yet I decided to like go back to school um and like working through these in like the past year especially um has has been still is still a challenge um because it's like that's just kind of like the reality or just like a, a side effect of of the decisions I've made um yeah mm -hmm. was there anything that you did to help yourself or comfort yourself during this process yeah I mean for example with homesickness um I like keep in contact with my family a lot more um you know like texting them every day or like calling my mom every day calling my partner every day and so those things have like definitely helped me and then also just like just remembering that like I chose to be here is also really important because like as much as I like miss my my family um you know this is like the time of my life where I can pursue this dream without like as many um like people relying on me, for example, like, for example, I don't have a family yet. So it's like, I am right now, like the most independent I can be. And so like, that will definitely help me like, pursue this dream of achieving the PhD. Um, in terms of like some of the other things, like the financial uncertainty, um, that one, I think is just uh, something I've just learned to be okay with. Um, like, just accept that like, this is, this is just how my life is right now, but still, still being okay with like, you know, being grateful for what I do have, right? Which is like, I have a nice apartment in terms of like, in this area, it's close to school. And like, you know, I'm able to buy food that I want to eat. And so, um, and like cook whatever I want. And so like all those things, like it may like, even though like the salary number is like not the same, um, like I can still find ways to like my life, like, I can still enjoy my life the way that I want to right now. And then with the last last one, I feel like that one also is just, it just comes and goes, I think. It's just like, again, just recognizing that like everybody is on like a different path and like this is just the path I chose for myself and um, just, yeah, just seeing it like very, like very neutral. It's almost like that idea of there's nothing like it's not good or bad that you decide mm. to do this choice it's more like with deciding to go for continuing to study there is the problem that's going to come with it right and and you just kind of choose what problem you have mm -hmm. do you want to choose the choose to still go to school knowing that the problems that come with it might be homesickness and mm -hmm. might be uh, you get like lower salary compared to when you are working your job. It might be like you're going to be away from family, right? You see other people move on with their lives, but you like quote unquote move on with their lives, right? Mm -hmm. But you feel like, oh, you're still studying. You're still where you are at. So those are the problems that you're going to experience. Or you're if you decide to just like continue working, you're going to experience another set of problems, <laughs> yeah exactly yeah with another set of experiences yeah and so what if it's like there's no right or wrong but there's just what experience do you want to have and how mm -hmm. do you want to enjoy 
the next few years, knowing that problems will always be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So um, the other thing that we also really talked about um, besides the transition period was when you were actually in school, right? Because you are a scientist and then you do research and, and at the same time, you also have a business on the side, right? So it really is about kind of like, how do you maintain and balance between school and research and also your business? Um, what were some things you balance or do you, do you, ba- do you balance them? Um, and how do you feel about that right now? Yeah, so with my business, I started it like while I was working with the intention of continuing it throughout grad school. Um, but upon entering grad school, I realized that I probably um, did not like have enough like energetic capacity to show up for my business the way that I did when I was working. And so then I decided to um, put my business on pause for like at least the first semester um, so that I could focus on just focus on school. And then like after that, I decided to like reevaluate um and then in the spring I kind of like slowly picked it back up by taking on a few clients in the spring and the summer um but now that like school has come back again I've just decided to like kind of pause it again for like another six months or so and I think I what I realized is that like it's just like different phases of my life will have like different like levels of intensity for like whatever I want to dedicate time and energy to so like for example like when I was working I had a lot more like mental energy that I could dedicate to my business um but now I feel like that has shifted and so like a lot of my mental energy is being spent in research therefore I don't want to spend whatever remaining mental energy on my business I would rather like spend it on doing things that I really would rather like do um so for example like playing piano or going to orchestra or or writing or something like that something that is um I guess like more creative um and right now the way I feel about it is that like yeah I could do it all and like I could try to like put more time into my business and content creation marketing and all that stuff um and taking clients for example but right now I'm choosing not to do those things because like I just there's just so many other things that I would rather spend my time doing and also like for example taking care of like mental health physical health and all those things like those are very important for for me to maintain like the the energetic capacity that I need for my for my PhD um and so yeah I guess I what I feel is that like it it just it will um go up and down like for like everything everything will like just kind of naturally adjust it took me some time though to like accept that kind of like that change so it definitely wasn't like oh yeah I'm gonna just turn it off now but it's it's been like a gradual change yeah I feel like you are like you're you're letting people see that it is possible that you can, you know, put something on hold for a while while you focus on what you want to do. And it can just mm-hmm. be on, on hold, right? I think especially for a lot of people who also have businesses, doesn't matter if they're working on it full-time or part-time or just like a little bit of a, a couple hours a week. Um, 
some people feel like it's they can't stop, like they have、mm-hmm. to keep it running all the time,、mm-hmm. and that feels very draining <laughs>、mm-hmm. for their life. And so, if someone is like that, right? If they feel like the momentum, you know how like the wheel needs to keep on turning、mm-hmm. in their business, but they just have so many things, other things going on in their life, in their relationships. Maybe they're also studying. Um, do, would you have any anything that you would recommend them or like suggest them to do? Hmm. Yeah. I guess I would. What I would suggest, like from my own experience, is kind of like slowly, like turning off, like one switch at a time, as opposed to like turning it all off. So, like for example, for me, um, what I did was like first I like stopped taking on like one-on-one clients, and then um, then I was just like working on like little projects here and there, and I was trying to like promote them and like. Like content creation, but then slowly I also turned that off because I just wasn't feeling it at the moment.、Um, and then now it's like I I still feel that I have a business in that like I am still open to opportunities. If like people come and reach out to me, like I am still willing to like do those to to like run a workshop or something.、Um, but I am not like. Openly, like going out and like trying to find those opportunities right now, because like that's just not it, what I'm like prioritizing right now. So I and I think that like when you like slowly turn off the switches, um, you can see like which one like you want to be off and which one you like want to turn back on. Um, and I think it's it's like a fun little experiment to do. It definitely it took me like the past year to kind of like find out where I am right now. Um, and I think the other thing that I learned from another coach. Was about like setting boundaries and like mitigating guilt ahead of time. So like basically like if you set the expectation ahead of time, like you won't feel guilty about like how you do run your business, for example.、Um, and so setting expectations or boundaries is just like being super super clear with your your audience or your clients or whatever. So like for example, for me, I've like set on my website like I am not taking anybody. For one-on-one clients, as at the moment, like or at least until like 2023 or something, and like it's very clear there. And like for example, I've don't even have like a services page anymore; it's hidden. Nobody can like sign up or anything.、Um, and so, yeah, I think that like setting those things up in advance, or like just like testing it out. Like I, I also just tested it out, like putting that up, and like I, I like. Test like checked to see how I felt, and I was like, "Oh yeah, like I'm really feeling this. I definitely do not want this in my life right now."、Um, but if that's like something you do want in your life, you know, then you can always just like just change it or like turn it back on or whatever. So I think that would be my advice. Yeah, you're intentionally turning, like you're intentionally turning extra clients away, <laughs>、yeah. right? And it's so interesting, right? Because notice, like, I think in the business world, a lot of people are like, "Ooh, like, all I want to do is I just want to make money." But notice、mm-hmm. how, like, it can be possible. You can be at at a place where you honest, honestly, making money is not the, your priority right now, and that、mm-hmm. is okay. Yeah, right. Like a lot of people think it's not okay that they don't think about money. Like, honestly, it is okay. To decide that making money is not the most important thing in your、mm-hmm. life right now. 
mm-hmm. as what Brittany has just shared. <laughs> yeah, and how do you feel about that? Like not thinking about needing to work with clients and not thinking about needing to make money and letting and knowing that there's other things that's more important in your life. Yeah, I think it's definitely like comes from the fact that like right now I really do ho- hold my uh, academic progress at like a much much higher priority than my business. So that like um, I'm willing to kind of just like put my business on hold um, so that like I can like make, I guess, um, more more progress or like greater progress in the academic. Because I know that like, for example, like the business stuff is something I can always get back to. But the academic stuff is like I'm on a timeline. And so like I have a very specific goal related to that. And so because I want to complete that goal in a certain timeline, like that's why it's like being prioritized. And the other thing is like, even though I've like turned away, like, you know, um, not taking clients right now, um, it doesn't mean that like my brand isn't still growing because like, I still am like interacting with people like as my brand and like my website is still live, like Uh, writing for my blog and all those things all those things are still active and they're just like other parts of my brand that I would rather work on instead of like selling web design work for example Mm -hmm. yes yeah I think that's very important to like really notice it almost and even sometimes it's even about like keeping the blinders on right Mm -hmm. not being influenced by other people who are also doing business especially mm-hmm. with people online business, it's so easy to be affected by them. Mm-hmm. But to really see that, oh, this is my schedule. This is what's important to me. Let me just focus right now on research, on my study, and I'll go back when I want to, when I feel like the timing is right. Yeah. And that's so true about like keeping the blinders on. I've literally unfollowed a lot of like content creators and businesses and coaches or whatever. I think I follow maybe just like a handful, but it's just because like I really love their content but like none of the content that I see is like, oh, you should still be running your business because like that's not the stuff I want to see right now. Um, so that's also like a very important part just to like surround yourself in real life or online with like, I guess, like the types of pe- types of people that you want to see or the content that you want to see. Yeah. If the environment makes you feel like you should do something, like you should keep on running your business, you mm-hmm. should make more money than where you are right now. You shouldn't be here right? Then like, sometimes, yes, you can use your beliefs to kind of like change how you're thinking about it. But sometimes it's the environment that drives that, right? Mm -hmm. It's in that type of environment when you constantly scroll through these types of people, it's so easy for you to get into that brain state, then Mm -hmm. like unfollow them, right? Create an environment that feels easier for you to be yourself, for you to do what Mm -hmm. you want. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, now let's talk about like the actual research. So there's a very, um, and we kind of also um, work through this as well. It takes like a different, a specific perspective and approach to do research and to feel like, to almost like having some kind of more confidence in the things that you're doing and to feel like, oh, okay, you are moving forward in research. can you describe kind of what worked for you in research specifically and also what didn't work for you? Yeah, this is definitely something that I've struggled with like this past summer as I've like um, did more research um, 
and just getting more into like independent scientist mode. Um, I would say that my biggest struggle was like always um, trying to like anticipate a result or like, you know, wondering like, is this the right step? Because like, I want to get like the right answer or like, I want to get like something, um, some type of result. Right. But then like, also like being hesitant to carry out the experiment, for example, because I don't want to get something that is bad or like, or like waste time or waste effort and waste money. Because like, of course, like all these things, you can use a lot of supplies and, and, you know, you're, you're being paid to do it. And so I was spending a lot of time worrying about this rather than like just actually doing it and see what I would get. Um, And so that was like something that I still am working through as well is just like um, learning how to like just trust like my own like scientific thought process as well as like just just like going for it as well and then and then also not judging like the result that I get as like a um, like a symbol or like like equate it to like my self-worth for example like like just because I like mess an experiment up or something goes wrong like it doesn't mean that like I'm bad right um so that's kind of like some things that I've learned there and in terms of like things that like did work I would say that like having accountability definitely really helps like uh I meet with my advisor like at least like weekly or bi-weekly it just depends um, but kind of keeping him up to date, um, also like keeping just keeping a track of my own work, like what did I accomplish today? Like what are some things that I did that just like helped me move forward? Um, and then just, yeah, just like celebrating my small wins or just like my general progress and also getting um, and asking for help uh, a lot. I was a little bit resistant to that as well in the beginning because I thought that like, I was bothering people and I didn't want to do that. Um, But I think what I realized is that like, you know, like the older group members, more senior group members are there to help me. Um, And so then I was able to figure out like, okay, I want to like, you know, be able to try to solve this problem on my own, like so many times or whatever, before I asked for help. So then like, So then that way I could still ask for help, like be okay with asking for help, but like also show that like I attempted it to solve myself, solve it myself, not just like, just ask, like, for example, ask someone to do something for me. And so that's kind of like some of the things that I've learned in this process and am still working on. Mm -hmm. What were, what was the hardest Mm, or like some of the challenge like most challenging beliefs that you had to work through about you as a scientist most challenging belief I've had to work through mm, I definitely think that it's it probably has to be just like um like if my idea is bad, that means like I'm bad. It's just like equating mm. um, just like my output to like my self-confidence, for example. And I think that like, I'm getting better at just trying to, like, for example, with writing um, with in the 
in science and research, you have to write like research proposals or, you know, papers or things like that. And so it used to be like, oh, this sounds bad. I don't want to show it to people. I don't want them to think I'm stupid or whatever. But um, like over time, I've been like working on that to just be like, okay, this is just like showing what I currently have at the moment. And it doesn't mean anything about me. Like if it give me feedback, that's like critical or whatever, like it'll just make me better. It doesn't mean that I am a bad scientist, a bad thinker or stupid or dumb or whatever. Um, and that is still the current struggle. Yeah. It's so interesting, isn't it? How we internalize whatever the thing that we did. So it's like, and and sometimes this happens in business as well, right? It's like, oh, it's not the research that I did went wrong. Mm-hmm. When something happened that didn't go well, then it's like, I make it mean that I am wrong. I'm the mm-hmm. person who did this wrong, mm-hmm. right? We take it personally, we turn it against it. Like it's not the research was wrong. It's not the experience experiment didn't work. It's I didn't work because I am wrong. I did this and not like I'm dumb, I'm stupid, whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we always turn it against ourselves. Same thing with business as well. It's not that, oh, the result didn't work out. Like, oh, hey, no one signed up for this, but it's, there's something wrong with me. That's why, that's why no one signed up. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any thoughts on that? <laughs> yeah, I think that like definitely running a business I thought that like running a business and encountering all those problems would help me be prepared for like some of the problems that I have encountered as a grad student. But I think that like, it's just like a different version of the problem and you still experience those feelings like no matter what. Um, So yeah, I'm very familiar (laughs) with these like thought processes. Yeah, it's the same way of thinking, um, except it's not... it's not in business anymore. Now it's just in your, uh, in your research. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And something that I've been thinking recently as well, it's like, what if, uh, because this is something that I go through as well, right? Like in my business, in the things that I do, if I didn't create the result I want, that immediately, like my immediate reaction, my brain will make it mean that, oh, that means there's something wrong with me. That means mm-hmm. I did it wrong. That means I'm the wrong the one that was wrong Mm -hmm. and something that I've been exploring recently is like what if it will just always feel like this and that doesn't matter how hard you try uh immediately your brain is going to want to internalize it and want to shame yourself Mm -hmm. and like how can we practice just being okay with it and just being a lot more aware with what's happening and that's it. And not necessarily, you know, trying to change it because in a mm-hmm. way it will never be changed. Yeah, I definitely think that um, I now just allow myself to kind of experience that in the moment. And then like, after I experience it, I'm just like, okay, now I can move on and like, like continue to be effective, which is like, like doing the things like, a lot of the times I will have to like work through that feeling. Like I will be like, okay, I feel dumb right now. Um, but that doesn't mean that like, I can't like try to do something and like, I will get it done. Uh, I may still feel dumb, but at least I got it done. And I'm not like paralyzed by that thought anymore. I think that's, that was what I struggled with initially was like being paralyzed 
Mm. And now it's just like, now I can just be like, yes, I feel this. I know I will feel this. And now I will be moving on now. (laughs) Yeah. Um, What helped you not be paralyzed when that happens? Um, I think it's just like, I think that's the fact that like I have, it took me, I experienced it so many times. I just got really fed up with like feeling that way and like not making progress. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it was like very, it brought about a lot of like anxiety and overwhelm, just like building it up. And so I think that like, I of course like expressed this to like my advisor and, and shared it with you, obviously. And like being able to kind of like verbalize it and just be like, uh, get someone else's perspective, especially like my advisor. He also told me like, yeah, this is just like part of the process, you know? And then like, once I understood, like, this is just inherent to the process, then it's like, and everyone experiences it on some level. Um, I realized that like, you know, I can also, I wouldn't say overcome it, but just kind of like be with it and then just like still move on. Awareness really is, is almost like so important in that moment because sometimes when we're brains thinking, okay, this means you are wrong. Mm-hmm. Like you can either really, really believe it and you can just kind of let it carry out. And then, and then it's like what you just said, and then you start paralyzing. You just don't move because you're like, oh my gosh, like I, I am wrong. So then like, what's wrong with me? Mm-hmm. As opposed to like, oh, I'm thinking I'm wrong. I'm getting triggered right now. I'm feeling something in my body. Okay, like, let me just breathe. Mm-hmm. Like I feel dumb. Yeah, I do feel dumb right now. But oh, like- this is something that everyone goes to. It's almost like mm-hmm. even just like those moments in between the awareness of it and go like, oh, everyone experiences taking in a couple of deep breaths and just being here. And then deciding that, okay, okay, I feel ready to move on. Like I still feel dumb, <laughs> right? Yeah. But I'm like, okay, I'm ready to move on now. As opposed to like letting it paralyze you because you really, really believe it and you're like deep in it mm-hmm. yeah okay um were there any other challenges that you also had to go through oh anything that you felt like you faced and then that maybe even you continue to face while being a graduate student yeah um like I mentioned like obviously I still struggle with like some homesickness especially since like certain things happened in like my family that I didn't expect to happen and um like kind of all of that led me to like doubt myself and like my decision to be here and I think that has been like the most most recent struggle is that you know this was like a decision that I made with like full confidence that it was the right decision um but then now I'm here and I am doubting my decision and it's not the most comfortable feeling um and I'm just like still trying to kind of like figure out like those feelings and such um and you know just it's really hard to you know choose the choose to believe that like you made the right decision right 
especially like when you're in like the thick of things. Um, yeah, I really just did not expect to feel this way um, and to also struggle uh, like daily with mind drama and such, even with coaching. Um, like I knew like the this process, going back to school, getting a PhD would involve some type of mind drama. I just thought that like, you know, being coach meant that like, I would now suddenly be like magically cured. <laughs> yeah, all problems will be gone. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was gonna be super easy yeah. um, to go through a PhD because I've been coached and I know how to coach myself. And like, I'm super confident that I will like do great. And then it's like, I come here and it's been a year and it's like, yeah, I didn't expect to start, you know, wondering about like my decisions and be like, you know, just like, did, am I supposed to be here? You know, am I meant to be here? And like all those types of questions, like what would I be doing instead? Like all those things are still like bouncing around in my head. Um, but ultimately at the end of the day, you know, I still want to be here. Right. And I think that's like the most important part is like, if like my wanting to be here and wanting to believe that I can do it is much greater than like any of the doubt that I have, even if it's like the tiniest bit greater, I think it's like the part that I should focus on rather than like all the other stuff. Hmm. Yeah, this speaks a lot of truth. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of people think that along the way on the journey, like, once you decided you're on the right path, you will never not, almost like, yes, there will be doubt, but then sometimes people don't believe, like don't, they don't understand really how much doubt is there. Mm-hmm. Even, even when you have decided that this is the path for you. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be moments like this, right? Like for you, you had episodes where you do experience a tremendous amount of doubt Mm -hmm. and at the end you're still here right but notice it's like it's up and down and then you still experience doubt Mm -hmm. what if what if you're just going to feel this way like all the way there I hope not but like (laughs) what what if right what if you really do feel this way all the way until you get your degree what do you think yeah, I think that like I will probably always have like a little bit of doubt until I like actually finish it. <laughs> it's like <laughs> things will just like always be there. I think until I can see the f- finish line, I will probably feel it a lot. Um I think that like of course some days are better than others. Some days I'm like, yes, I got this. Like I can do it. And some days are a struggle to like get up to like go do it do like the same experiment again and then like be like oh I messed this up or like oh it didn't work or whatever you know like those are like the hard moments but I think again the important thing is like just choosing to go and choosing to like make the most of it and to like do your best um even if it's just like a small thing um a a little progress or slow progress um or at least even attempting is better than just like not doing anything at all and yeah just being paralyzed by fear this is why a lot of people 
not everyone has a PhD. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hard process. It's definitely, yeah. yeah, a lot of it is like, how, how driven are you and how like, just like self-motivated you are, how much you really want it mm-hmm. and how much can you like be able to endure that, you know, this, like the own mind drama that, and just not just the mind drama, but also the entire like academic system as a whole as well. And that's a whole different topic that I'm not super um, like qualified to talk about, but yeah, there's a lot of things going on. And so it, it's really about like, can you, do you want to make it through and can you make it through? And yeah, it, it's different for everybody. There's a saying of um, that one of my, uh, one of my mentor, Amber Smith, she loves to talk about this and she always shares this with us. Um, she says, it's almost like, are you here? You can be here to see if it works or you can be here until it works. And so it's almost like you want to really ask yourself deciding any kind of path, right? It can be you deciding to um, continue studying or you decide to have a business, whatever it is, what's the intention of you going in? Because there's going to be moments like this where you're going to have doubt along the way. And sometimes it's going to be a lot of doubt. And in those moments, what's your intention, right? Are you going in with, are you here to just see if it works? Because sometimes it's going to work, sometimes it's not going to work. Or are you here until it works? And that's a complete different mindset, a complete different approach of how you want to um, really achieve that goal for yourself. Mm -hmm. So uh, when you reflect on yourself and where you are right now, compared to when you first decided to go down this path mm-hmm. what are some of the things that you are proud of for yourself mm. yeah I think right now what I'm most proud of is again choosing to believe every day that I can do this <laughs> um yeah like yeah what I said earlier some days are definitely harder than others to believe that um and the other thing is like working on strengthening the belief that like this is where I want to be um because definitely a lot of times I have wondered like what if I did something else you know um but instead of like wondering about that I think I want to focus on the fact that like I I am here now so I want to make the most of this experience because it is like once in a lifetime because I hope this is the only time I have to do it (laughs) Um, and the other thing is like, just also like fulfilling this, I'm really proud of myself for fulfilling this dream that like myself from like five years ago really wanted. And so I always think about myself like five years ago, or I wouldn't say always, but recently I've thought about myself from five years ago and how, like, how she would really want to be where I am right now, you know? And so to like, um, there's like a phrase, I forgot what it's called, but kind of like, I don't, it's not like make her proud, but like to, um, I can't think of it right now, but yeah, like to, to honor my past self, that's the word. Yeah. To honor my past self, like dreams and like, and all that stuff. Like I, you know, making the most of every day here is like, that's like what I can do for like past me. Yeah. You are living in in exactly the kind of a reality that your past self would have wanted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I think when I realized that, that really also helped me be more positive about where I am and just like generally appreciate the whole process, even though it's a little messy, even though it's sometimes painful, sometimes confusing. Yeah. Yeah. And at the end of the day, like this is the experience that you chose for mm-hmm. yourself, including yeah. all of the painful stuff that, that comes with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also there was one one time when you had the opportunity to study and you decide to work first. Yeah, that's also true. <laughs> right? So then you had that experience of, okay, let me experience working first and not mm-hmm. studying. Yeah. Yeah. And all that has happened is, oh, let me choose a different experience now. Mm-hmm. Actually, I do want to continue studying and see how yeah. that, that experience is like. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think is next for you? What do you think is like the next growth for you, the next phase? Uh, What do you think Brittany is becoming? (laughs) Mm. I feel like I'm just, this sounds very cliche, but I'm believing in myself more. (laughs) Yay! (laughs) Yeah. I'm just like learning to trust myself more and like listen to like my gut or like my inner instinct um I don't know if like your audience knows about like Enneagrams or whatever but I'm an Enneagram six and so Enneagram six are like known to always like look for others for guidance and things like that um which of course I've done like most of my life um but now I'm really at this point where it's like there's really not that many people guiding my decisions except for me and like only I know what is best for me or what I want. And so like, you know, if I really want to, I I really want to like own, own like my choices and own like my decisions and whatever I choose to do. Um, and also just be like very confident about it. And just like we were talking about here, like just talking about all these messy feelings and just owning that as well um and yeah yeah it's very brave to do that because not a lot of people are willing especially I feel like especially if you also have like a professional online presence sometimes we're like oh I need to look a certain way and not Mm -hmm. share all these messy stuff about what I'm actually feeling yeah it definitely takes time um you definitely need to have like time to process all those things first before you can like openly talk about it and like be comfortable with it. But I think that's like something like I'm stepping into and also like using my voice more, for example, like I really want to continue like writing and like being more open about like this experience and um, yeah, being able to uh, share my voice in that way as well. Yeah. As a human being and with, especially if you're on the path where you're constantly creating new experiences and reaching goals for yourself, you're going to experience a lot of these fears and doubts. And so what if it's not about like, and this is the thing with coaching as well, what if it's, it was never about helping you not feel afraid, helping you not have doubt? What if it's like, how can we just honor the doubt, right? How can yeah. we honor the fear? And also use that to our advantage. Like how can we find the power in the fear 
which is in a way kind of like what you're doing, right? Like if I share about my doubt, how can I turn that into me just expressing my life? How can mm-hmm. I turn that into writing? How can I use that for me, use the fear for me instead of like pretending I don't have fear and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not in doubt? Yeah. Yay. Okay. <laughs> so uh, I have a question for you uh, as a guest on this podcast. And this is going to be like a definition that's going to be different for everyone. So mm-hmm. Brittany, for you, uh, what does daring living mean for you? What does that phrase mean for you? Mm, daring living? To me, I think it's doing the things that you've like always wanted to do, even though it's like kind of scary or uncomfortable or like you're like unsure, but it's like, yeah, you've like always wanted to do it. So you're just going to like take a leap of faith and then go for it. And then still trusting again that like it is possible more than it is impossible. And then just moving forward with that belief. I feel like that's what I'm doing right now. <laughs> yeah, I was going to sounds very similar <laughs> to what you're going through right now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um so overall, like, how do you feel about where you are right now? I feel pretty content with where I am right now. Um, definitely took a lot of work to, like, get to this point. Um, but ultimately, I'm very grateful for this opportunity to experience this in this way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's the messiness and everything that makes you, like deciding to do this experience and mm-hmm. and it's just always going to be continuously going for what you want with all the fear of the doubt and then with every level that you decide to do there's just going to be that next level of doubt and fear that's always going yeah. to be there yeah okay awesome well thank you so much Brittany for this amazing um interview and for having you on uh, where can people find you? And is there a way that if they want to contact you or just share with you, um, become friends with you, is there a way for them to join your space, join your world? Yeah. Um, so you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at B-R-T-T-N-Y-T-R-N-H. So that's like my name minus the vowels. Um, there's also my website, which is BrittanyTrend.com. And so I will be writing my blog on there. And then if any of you are curious, you can also check out my piano Instagram, which is sometimes where I post like piano or music videos, like um, maybe more orchestra videos, we'll see, um, which is Brittany Chen Piano. So you can see all like the different things that I do in my life. Yay, awesome, yay. Well, thank you so much. It's being, it's, it's always such an honor to like be there and to walk with you. I've also witnessed you just growing so much over the past few years and really making pow- a lot of powerful decisions for yourself, whether it is to start this, um, keep running your business or to pause your business, to go for your dreams, to do do whatever you, wa- you want, right? Mm-hmm. I think it's um, it's very inspiring for, for people to see. Yeah, well, thank you for having me and thank you for being my coach and helping me through these past like two and a half years. <laughs> <laughs> 
If you're finding this podcast helpful, then you won't believe how your life will change after working with me one-on-one. Inside my private coaching space is where we take all this information deeper to a next level and customizing the concepts so you can apply and integrate them into your own daily relationships, your work, your business, your quality of living, and so much more. Let's make what feels impossible in your life right now your dream come true. You get to create your version of a successful and thriving life. You are already amazing. My job is simply to help you activate and express that outward even more powerfully. Apply to work with me at daringliving.com forward slash apply. Again, that is daringliving.com forward slash apply. And I look forward to hear from you very soon. Bye.